Welcome to How Leaders Lead. I'm Kula Callahan here to bring you another edition of Three More Questions with David Novak. David, it's always such a treat to get to chat with you on these episodes. How are you today? I'm doing great. And uh, we have a great discussion ahead of us because we're going to be talking about the conversation I had with Corey Robertson, the TV star of Duck Dynasty and the brains behind that whole franchise. I mean, she's really something else. That was one of the most fun conversations I've had in a while. This episode is amazing. I enjoyed it so much. And to be honest, I never watched all of the Duck Dynasty episodes. I watched a couple, of course. But now that I know a little bit of the backstory, it's making me want to go back and watch the whole thing and really understand kind of where they were and the process of building the business as the show progressed. I admit, I, I might have tuned in for a brief moment or two when Duck Dynasty was on. But I have to tell you, in my research, I watched a few of the episodes and they're pretty funny. <laughs> and I just, I think they were, it's a, it's a great family show. I mean, they have built an incredible business and all because of a duck call. And I love one of the quotes in the episode. Corey says, it's the duckiest sounding duck call you can find. <laughs> and they built a gigantic business out of this idea. And so I'm excited to dive more into some of the topics that you discussed with Corey in your conversation. And I've got three really fun questions for you. So let's get going. All right. Question number one. After the first few episodes of Duck Dynasty aired, sales on their duck call skyrocketed. And Corey says in the episode, you know, they were not prepared for that kind of growth at all. I mean, their business basically exploded overnight. And I'm curious from your point of view, David, for other leaders who may be experiencing that unexpected explosive growth, what can people do to handle that kind of scale in such a short timeline? Well, sometimes, Kula, you just have to scramble. You know, there are <laughs> things that happen in business that you could never, ever predict. And when that happens, you got to have a great team. The team's got to come together and you just got to scramble until you finally get things worked out. But though I always said, if it's about growth, which is what Duck Dynasty was all about, you, you can have fun scrambling because, you know, <laughs> you're working towards a good end. But seriously, there comes a time when you've really got to come together as a team and scramble to pull things off. I also loved all the stories that Corey shared about that season of expansive growth. She said that she would invite people over to their house for dinner and she would cook dinner for them and they would package up orders that they had gotten. And they were just basically inviting everyone they knew to come and help out. And to me, that's such a beautiful example of kind of what they stand for as a brand, which is faith, family, and ducks. And a lot <laughs> I of I love that. Faith, <laughs> family, and ducks. And I also love the, the fact that uh, Corey would have those dinners and uh, have her special celebrations uh, with her team to make this company that was becoming bigger and bigger by the second still be small and still be the kind of place that they want to be associated with. I too was impressed by that because the company is gigantic, but it still does have that family feel. And that's something that is hard to do, but they've done it really well. Okay. Question number two. 
Corey has great advice for looking for the right partners for your business. Her husband, Willie, somewhat impulsively bought a winery on one of the episodes of Duck Dynasty without ever telling her that he did it. And for someone in the duck call business, that might seem a little bit random. However, that winery ended up helping the Robertsons create a wine that became the best-selling wine in Walmart for three years in a row. And she credits the success of that product to the expertise of that partner in the winery. All right, David, I don't know if you're going to be making duck calls and wine, but what is your advice to leaders who are assessing whether or not to partner with other companies? I think it's to take Corey's advice. Number one, take your time, do your homework, really understand the partner and what they're all about. Number two, if you're going to partner with someone, it's like you want them to bring skills to the party that maybe you don't have. So find someone who's an expert in the space that you you really are looking to partner up with. And then this is true when you hire people. It's true when you partner with people. You have to be aligned in the values that you have, the cultures that you're trying to drive, because when that happens, you can speak shorthand and you can get things done together in a very powerful, efficient, and effective way. That's so helpful, David. I love that, you know, even in this example, going from duck calls to wine, it worked out because of these three pieces of advice. And so I think anybody who's trying to maybe expand into a different market or launch a new product, these three pieces of wisdom can act like a filter for folks. And if the partner doesn't kind of fit in that filter, then it might be a good idea to pass on the opportunity. You know, I have to admit there was a time in my career where we partnered up with an advertising agency that did not have the same values that we had. It was very important for us to build our brand and also drive sales. This advertising agency was not focused on that. All they wanted to do was just great creative advertising that would win awards. And as a result, we were always at loggerheads because we didn't really have the the common vision for what we wanted to do. So we ended that partnership and we moved on and we had much more success when we found an agency partner who realized that, hey, We wanted to do two things, grow the brand and grow sales, and we have to do both. One without the other is unacceptable. Gosh, it's so important to make sure that value piece really does line up because without it, you just are at odds throughout the entire partnership, and that's no good for anybody. Okay, question number three. I love Corey's advice for other leaders. She says to go for it with all your heart, but also be content with where you are. Had her in-laws not been content with Duck Commander when they were first starting out making $12,000 a year, the business would have never survived and turned into what it's become today. So my question for you, David, is this, how do you know when to give up and go a different direction and when to stay the course, be content, and just grind it out until the business grows? Well, I think the most important thing is you've got to have a real belief in what you're doing, a passion in what you're doing, and a commitment to really see it through. You know, when you have that kind of commitment, you know, you'll you'll weather the ups and downs and you'll get the data that you'll ultimately need to tell you one way or another whether you got a good direction to continue to pursue over the long term or not. And I think throughout it all, You know, as passionate as you are, as committed as you are, you have to continue to look at for the reality, you know, see the world the way it really is, not the way you want it to be. And sometimes after you've given something a real shot, 
And all the data says it's just not there. There isn't a customer need that's being fulfilled. The economics don't work and they'll never work. You just have to go down another path. But even when you do, I think the best path to go down is to continue to pursue that thing that gives you passion and joy. Well, duck calls certainly give the Robertson family passion and joy. I never knew duck calls were so intricate. I'm not a duck hunter, but... They created the first double-readed duck call that ever existed. And this is their life's work. It's what they love. And that's what they've built their business on and, and really their reputation as a family and a brand. Cool. Do you realize how much you're learning in this podcast? The next dinner conversation you're going to have, you're going to be able to talk about double-readed duck calls. The you duckiest know, uh, sounding duck call out there. And can you imagine the quality control they have there? They blow each duck call before they ship it. I you know, mean. Can you imagine being a full-time duck caller? Honestly, I think I would have a blast with it. Yeah, maybe for a day. <laughs> Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of How Leaders Lead. We're on a mission to make the world a better place by developing better leaders. And if you carve out a little time with us each and every week, we'll help you build the confidence you need to lead well. And tune in Thursday as we dive into my conversation with a true business icon, Alan Mulally, former CEO of Ford Motor Company. 